Moed Katan Daf Yod Aleph, the last thing we were talking about was a whole bunch of statements of Rabbah, of actions that are Lechora Mutar, but if you have the wrong intention, then it would be a sur to do on Holam Moed. And the last thing Rabbah said was, no business on Holam Moed, and Rabbi Yossi explained, but if there's a loss, you're allowed, and we said there's a Mahlok what the word loss means. We said Rabina was owed money by a certain town, and Ravashe told him, go get it now, otherwise it's a loss. And we saw the same thing, like Abe Avodazara, you're allowed to go before the holiday to do business with them if there's going to be a loss later. And with that, we're starting with Aleph Amud Aleph, three lines in at the end of the line, where it says, Rav, Rav, Rav allowed Hiya Barashe to weave a fishnet on Holam Wa'id. What was the reason? Because he was a layman, he's not a professional. Aval is to make one of these very, very tight nets that catch birds, a sword to do on Holam Wa'id, because that's Ma'ase Umanhu, that's already a professional work. Rav Yuda. Shara le allowed Amid the oven maker le migdal tanure to construct ovens from scratch on Holomoid. bar isbi le migdal maholta and he allowed Rabab bar isbi to make uh, sieves. Uh, the Gemara asks, Ini vehatane Rabab Shmuel. Didn't Rabbi Bashmuel teach Veshavin she'en goldin tanur lechat Didn't he say that you don't make uh, an oven from scratch? So the command is like a shakan be motahamakan be motagashim. It depends if it's uh, if it's a holomoid in the summer like Pesach or if it's a holomoid in the rainy season like Sukkot. Meaning if it's in the summer like on Pesach, you could use it right away. It dries up, there's no rain, so the clay or whatever you're making it out of dries up right away and you could use it right away. But if it's in Sukkot and it's in the rainy season, you won't be able to use it right away. There's no reason for it. And that's why it's Asur. Now, next Mishnah, one is allowed to make a railing for a roof or a balcony, as long as it's in a not professional way, but not in a professional way. One is allowed to plaster the cracks in an oven, and you're allowed to roll over them with a roller. You're allowed to do it with your hand, with your foot, but not with a presser. It's with a tool that is designed for it. Hatsir, the hinge of a door. the cylinder of the hinge. and the cross beam that holds the door together. the lock. that were broken. As long as you don't have kavana to leave it for holomoid, meaning if it broke on the holiday, fix on holomoid. If it broke before the holiday, don't say I'll leave it for holomoid. And any preserved food, any pickles that you're making for holomoid, that you could eat from it in holomoid, then you're allowed to do it on holomoid. Now, we talked about making a railing for a roof or a balcony, so the Gemara right away starts with the question, what exactly is ma'asehediot, something that a layman would do? So Rabbi Yosef Amar, where he makes a railing with palm branches and branches from a bay tree, something that's not permanent. In the Brayta, we learned that he fills in the space with stone, but he doesn't plaster it with like clay or anything like that. Now, one may plaster the cracks in the oven and roll them over with a roller. 
You said you're allowed to do it with with a roller, so why are you even bringing up hand or feet? Meaning, for sure that would be mutar. So the Gemara explains, A person is allowed to fill in the cracks and even roll them over. Like using a roller, with your hand and feet, but not with a presser. So you're allowed to like roll them over with your hand or feet, but that's but not actual uh, tool for it. We learned in the Mishnah that the hinge of the door, the cylinder, the cross beam, the lock, the key, the broke, you fix them on Hola Moed. Or Minhi, we have a Braita that says, Ad Yamav, until the days of Yohanan Kohen Gadol, Hayapatish, Makebi Rushalayim, hammers would be hammering on Hola Moed in Yerushalayim. And what do we understand from that? That Ad Yamav in Mikan Velachlo, until these days, yes, they were allowed to use it, but then on, they probably made some sort of Gezerah that said it's Asur. So, how could Amishnah say that you could fix a lock, you could fix a key? So, the Gemara says, Lakashia Khan, Bidna Prahe, Khan, Bidna Gre. If you do it in a blacksmith way, where it's mamash like a professional, and there's a lot of noise, then it's asur. Where it's mutar when you're doing it in a carpenter's place, where it's much quieter. But Matki Flarav Hasdarav has a question. Yomru kalara baasir, a loud noise. They'll say it's asur. Kalazutar share, but small noise is mutar. That can't be. Ela Amarav Hasda. His answer is lakasha. Depends. Ha bimagale. If you're, it's mutar. If you're using a sickle, there's not a lot of noise. Ha bechatzine. But if you're using a chisel, then you're making a lot of noise. That's a problem. Rav Papa Amar no. Can kodem gezera. Can the gezera. The Braita that says it's mutar. That was before the gezera in Yohanan Kohen Gadol's day, and the, and where it says it's asur is already after that. Rav Ashe Amar ha Rabbi Yehuda ha Rabbi Yosi. No one Braita is Rabbi Yehuda. One is Rabbi Yosi. The Amar it's Hak Bar Abdimi. Says, in, in when you're doing something that you're going to lose money out of, you have to do a shinui. It's not like Rabiosi. Rabiosi is the one who says, if you're about to lose something, you don't have to do it with a change. And there's a shita that says, Mantana shinui delo, kama, that it's Rabiosi, meaning, meaning who's the Tana who holds you? You don't need to do a, a shinui when you're doing something that's Rabiosi. And Amaravina, Keman, Today we lift the crossbeam on top of the door and we lift it up and, and we put the nails inside. If they've been loosened, we lift it up in order to drive it in, to nail it in better. We do that on Holom Wide. Who is that like? That's Keman Kerebiosi. That's like Kerebiosi who says if there's a Davara Aved, then you're allowed to do it even in the usual manner. You don't have to make a Shinui. Now we learned in the Mishnah, Kevashin, anything that's preserved, pickled, if you could eat it on the holiday, you could, then you could preserve it, you could pickle it, not a problem. So, the Badita, maybe it's a city next to the river, maybe it's a river itself, something happened to that river and it overflowed and fish were all on the, the ground afterwards. So, everyone went to that area on Holomoyed, they made it their Holomoyed trip, and they went and they collected all the fish over there and they brought it home. And they asked Rava, are you allowed to salt them and keep them for after the holiday? So Shara Lehu Rabba, the Mimlah Minayu, Rabba said Mutar. 
אמר לי אביי, but wait a second, והתנן, כבשין שהוא יכול לאכול מהן במועד, דווקא if you could eat it on the holiday, then you're allowed to salt the banata, if you're planning to use it for after the holiday. And Amalei and Rabbi told him, no, since originally what they bring them, brought them to eat. And uh, if you leave, the problem is you can't eat all them now. If you leave them, they're going to get lost. Then, okay, it's like business merchandise that's going to get lost and share. And therefore, you're allowed to salt them on Holamite. Meaning, originally, what was the idea? That you were planning to eat them. Once there was too much, then, okay, in order for them not to get spoiled, I'm uh, allowed to salt them. And some say the story went as follows. Rabba allowed them to go trap and they went and they brought the fish and they brought it back and then he allowed them to salt them. Didn't we learn that you're only allowed to preserve it if you could eat it on the holiday? And Amale, so Rabba told them, These also, you could eat them if you squeeze out the saltiness. Like Shmuel, they would wash the, the fish 60 times and then let him eat it and he would be able to eat it. They took out the salt that way. Rabba also same idea. They washed the, the salty fish from 60 times and he ate it. Shapir. Rav went to play at uh, the house of Rav Shapir, that's his name. I told fish, and it was tilta bishula, one third cooked, tilta milha, the other third was salted, and they were able to squeeze out the salt, vetilta tavya, and one third roasted. Amarav, Amarli Adad Sayada. So Rav told uh, Rav Shapir that Adad, the fisherman, told me, Kavra Samuch Lemisrahe. A fish right before it's about to get spoiled, ma'ale. That's when it's the best time. Meaning, a fresh fish coming out of the water is not the best. It's right before it gets spoiled. That's the best time. The fisherman told me, a fish, roast it with its brother. Meaning, the salt. They both come from the sea. The salt and the and the, and the fish. They both come from the sea. Roast them together. And asuke and when it comes out of the fire, wash it with with water. The father of the fish, because the fish is lives in water. That's their father, so to speak. and eat the fish with its children, meaning with the guts, the inside of it, the brine. And ishti ale abuha, and then after you eat that fish, drink its father, meaning drink water afterwards. Ve'amarav amali adat sayada. Fish, cress, and milk. After you eat them, lit on gufa. Walk a lot before you go to sleep. Velo lit on puria, and don't go straight to sleep. Ve'amarav amadi adat sadad. Adad the fisherman told me, kavra tahlev v'chalba. Fish, cress, and milk. Once you finish them, once you ate them, maya velo shicha. Drink water, not beer. If you're not going to drink water, then drink beer, don't drink wine. And now we're starting the second parak of Ma'at Katan. And before I start the next parak, we're going to continue uh, talking about doing Melacha on Chola Mo'ed. And really, it breaks up into four parts. The Meiri brings this at the beginning of, of the Perush on this parak. 
Number one, there's melacha that you're allowed to do because the loss is great, doesn't make a difference if it's a big or small. Then there's melacha that you're allowed to do because we're worried it might come to a loss, meaning not for sure a loss. Then there's melacha that if we don't hire the guy, he has nothing to eat. The guy needs to, to work and get paid in order to eat. So really, I have no loss. It's just the guy needs to get paid. And number four, some melachot are mutar in certain ways. And that's what we're going to be discussing. So number one, the Mishnah starts. This is talking about olives. Olives, once they've been plucked, they put them in this big bowl called a ma'atan. And in the ma'atan, they just stay over there. They rub off on each other. They heat up. They become soft. And that helps the, uh, the oil come out easier. And once they've been there for that whatever time they're supposed to be there, you take a spoon and you mix them up a little bit, and then you take it to the olive press and you press them. So the uh, so the Mishnah starts Misha So a person already is three quarters through the process. You already mix them; they're ready to be taken to the olive press. They're all evil. And someone in his family passed away. He's in avil and he's not a melacha. Or honest, or something out of his control happened. Or something happened with the employees. Uh, they didn't come for some whatever reason. He puts them in the press. He puts the uh, big beam on top of it so he could press. And let it go out on its own and leave it like that until after the holiday. That's the rare Yehuda. You could... Put it in the press. You could complete the, the squeezing process. You could plug or seal the barrels. Like your usual way. Meaning you don't even just have to put a lid on top of it. to make sure no snakes go in. You could even seal it. Because it will get ruined without that tight seal. Now the grass starts. You started with Hilchot Avelut. And then you ended up with Hilchot Cholamu'ed. So Amarav Shesha Beradav Idi Zot Omeret. What do we understand from here? That Varima Mutarim Bamuayet things that are mutar to do on Holomuayet because one might lose money out of it. Asurim Bimevlo. One is not allowed to do during days of Evil. Even if you're going to lose, doesn't make a difference. And that's why the Mishnah only wrote the Heter by Holomuayet. Verav Asher Amar Lomi Bayak Amar. Now they're saying you're not just. Not only during Avelutes, that's Midrabanan, not a work, Vesharen, you're allowed to do it in a place of Hefsed, where you're going to lose. Even the Isur Melachad, there's Isur to work from the Torah, and Bimkom Peseda Sharur Abanan, in the case of the loss, Hachamim or Matir. Antanya Kavate de Rav Shisha Bere de Rav Idi, then Avel is not allowed to do these melachot. It says in the Braita, Elud Varim Alsin, La Avel Bimevlo, the following things you're allowed to do for an Avel in his morning days. Zetav Hafuchin, if his alves were already in that Ma'atan bucket or pot, Toanilo, you could put it on that olive press for him. However, he himself can't do it. Bechado laguf, you could plug or seal his uh, his barrels. Upishtano la'alot from the mishra. If he had flax in the pool where they would soak it, 
or his wool to take out of the cauldron where they would dye it. And they would irrigate his field when the time comes, when whatever time he needs the water. You could even plant for him a field that was plowed or a field that's that's meant for to be planted with flax if you don't do it now it's going to end up being one big loss and Amrullah and Hakamim told Rabbi Uda, in both of these fields you're not allowed to plant because there's not a big loss if you don't do it meaning because if you don't do it early you'll do it next week not a big deal and the same idea, if you don't plant flax, plant something else. Now, Rabban Shimon Gamliel Omer, let's say everything is already in that ma'atan pot or whatever it is, and no one else knows how to do this except him. Or let's say his barrels need to be sealed. He's the only one who knows how to do it. If his flax need to be taken out of the the pot and he's the only one who does it, and his wool to take out from the cauldron, and he's the only one who knows how to do it, he's the only professional. He could do it modestly when no one knows about it. says one more thing. If he was the professional of the town uh, for, for that thing, for example, the sapar, if he was the barber of the town, Ubalan, or he's the person who knew how to handle the bathhouse, Larabim, uh, and he, I mean, he's doing it for everyone, and the holiday comes, he's the only one who knows how to do this, and it is during his evilness, then he can do it. There's a hefsed, there's a loss, there's also tzorech rabim, and therefore, even if you can't do it in, uh, in private, you could still do it. However, acha arisin, sharecroppers, they work and uh, they split the, the fruits with the owner of the land. They're or farmers who lease an area, and they give the owner of the land a certain amount every year. or people who are contracted to do work on this field, and they get paid from whatever work, whatever comes out over here, and the rest goes to the owner. If they had an evil during the work, other people could do the work for them. They themselves can't do it. the donkey driver, uh, or the uh, camel drivers, the sapanim, the sailors, hare elu yasu, they're not at work. Vim hayum karin omuskarin et lacherim. And if they were hired by other people before their avidu, let's say a month before, whatever it is, hare elu yasu, they could continue working because there's a big loss for someone else. And over here, other people can't do the work for them since they were personally hired. They were hired to do the work nowhere else. We don't want other people. We're not the dafka you. Now, if he's a sechirio, he gets paid by the day, not by the job, just uh, by the day. You're hiring him, uh, no, if, let's say you're paying him a certain amount per day. Then, then he can't even work, even if he's in a different city, because a pile, an, uh, an employee could always go back in the middle of the day. Meaning, since the owner knows that this employee could always back out in the middle of the work or in the middle of the day, then there is no big hefsed. Now, let's say he's working for other people. For example, he's supposed to finish this wedding dress for this kala. 
even though he's paid by the job, loyase can't do. And the Gemara asks, You're telling me even if it's if he's getting paid per job, that's asur. Sounds like if he's not getting paid by the job, that's for sure asur. We learned opposite. We learned when he's getting paid per job, it's as if he's it's it's as if it's his work. It's up to him to do it whenever he has time, and it's more of a reason to be oser than if he get if he's getting paid per day. So the Gemara explains: Whether it's by the job or not by the job, he cannot do any work. And the Gemara continues: If he had to do a job for someone. And we said that other people could do it for him. So they shouldn't do it in his house. People think that he's helping him. People think he just got hired for it. But they could they can do it in a different house. And the Gemara says a story: Marion So Marion and more bereid So they had a partnership. They had a pair of ox. Each guy had a different ox. And that, and they would use it together. So he had some sort of avelut in his family, and he took his ox out of the couple, out of the pair, because he he felt he is, his ox is not to do work during the evil days. And Amar Rav told him, a great man like you. Avid Hachi, you're doing this. Nehidlef sedadi dela haish. Okay, if you don't care about losing money for yourself, adeharim lahaish. You don't care for the other guy. You don't care for Miryon. Why don't you care for him? Vehatanya imayu muskarin or muhkarin etzalaharim. If you were supposed to be doing work already from before the avelut a long time, hare elu yasu. You could do it by other people. So why don't you worry about this brayta? I think my explains vehu more the son of Ravahad, the son of Rava. If you're a person who's hashuv, even if you had this job from a long time ago, you can't do it. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.